When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A story that we've been following, of course, is the hit-and-run killing of the beloved community activist. She was killed on Christmas Eve in that hit-and-run, and it was about at 88th Street around 3.30 p.m. Christmas Eve, and there's not any real information at this point as far as the why, but hopefully KFI's own Blake Trolley, who's joining me now, will have more information to share. First, Blake, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, and yeah, Mo, you know what? Unfortunately, there is still just not a whole lot of new information on this on this investigation, and part of the reason is just the, you know, the lack of video footage right now. Police are really only describing the car that they're looking for as a blue midsize sedan with damage to the front passenger side. But as you say, this was an absolutely horrific story. Trina Newman-Townsend, by all accounts, Mo, I went into the community today, spoke with people. They say she was an absolute saint. She was an activist, former minister uh, again all very well known to the community she was a grandmother she was raising foster kids she was raising her own grandkids a real selfless kind of person and on Christmas Eve the day she was hit she was demonstrating that selflessness she was dropping off toys to a shelter and the details of her being hit as they come out those details are becoming horrific. Police say Newman, she had loaded her kids into her car. She was walking to the driver's door, so her kids, four kids that she was raising, uh, were inside the car when she was hit. Her body was thrown into the air. Again, this is in front of her kids. She was pronounced dead on the scene, and the community is just absolutely devastated. This woman lives uh, two houses from Newman Townsend. It sounds like Saturday was far, Mo, far from the only time she was out giving away toys. She came to my house on Tuesday to get my twin granddaughters 
of some Christmas gifts. So there you have it. She was giving away gifts before Christmas Eve. You know, there's people that treat holidays this way. You know, some of us look at how we can enjoy a holiday. Other people, like her, look at it as how can I make other people happy? Um, and, and, and those are really those selfless types of people. And uh, the woman I spoke to, she says she hopes they catch the driver. She says she's hoping police are able to make this happen. I pray to God they do. Because it's wrong. You know, even me, I stopped driving because the way they drive. And I, I be walking across the street and they'll turn right in front of me, you know. But my common sense tell me I'm an Orient supervisor. I always count to 10 before I even cross the street, you know. Because people, you're saying people around here drive pretty crazy. Yeah, they drive crazy. They race up and down these streets. You know, so you feel it's, you, do you feel like you're in danger and you're just walking around here. Yeah, you I'm in danger for a, a pedestrian, you know, I, and she's the same age I am. She's 62 years old. Now, Mo, let's get be, you know, I, I wanted to go into some numbers behind what that woman just said. She said she stopped driving because of the way people drive in the area. Uh, fatal hit and run crashes. And these numbers are starting to look like they're going to be probably pretty close to the end of the year numbers uh, for LAPD. Fatal hit and run crashes. There's been 34 in the South Bureau. The next closest is the Valley with 16, then West with 14, then Central with 12. Grand total. Uh, fatal hit and runs in LA this year to date is uh, 76 and that's up from 70 from the year before if we look at just fatal crashes year to date in the South Bureau there have been 87 fatal crashes the Valley Bureau in the uh, San Fernando Valley they did have more they had 93 over there Central was at 55 and West was at 50 total year to date fatal crashes in LA 285 that's up from 269 citywide uh, the year before so fatals are up year to year and uh, you know you just have to wonder if this is going to become yet another issue people are going to be you know looking to the new administration to Karen Bass to be uh, to be fixing I know that area intimately I live maybe five minutes from it I often drive Broadway as it runs parallel to the 110 freeway I use that as an artery as an um, alternate route going up and down um, Los Angeles trying to get through downtown People do fly on that street uh, because it's an alternate artery. It is an, uh, uh, something that you can use instead of the freeway or instead of Figueroa, and people are usually flying out of control. My question would be, how many um, actual witnesses do we have to the incident, or did only people see it after the fact for the most part? Yeah, it sounds like it was pretty much after the fact. Again, they don't even have a make and model of the car. They're reviewing security footage. There's a couple of different angles, but overall, all police have been able to come up with at this point in time. And it could also be partially because of the speed. You know, the car was traveling really fast when it hit this woman and it kept moving. So nobody really got a good look at this car. The people who did see it, um, we did, you know, there were obvious, there were some witnesses. There were people who said they saw it. They wanted to run out and help right away. But I think one of the main issues here is that the car was moving fast. It didn't stop. So the only description police have right now is a blue midsize sedan with with damage to that front passenger side. So they're going to have to uh, really narrow it down. I'm, you know, when these investigations happen, usually they're looking for other uh, tape. Maybe the car slowed down a mile, two miles down the road when the driver felt like they were in the clear. 
and that's when police are usually able to get a better look. And I'm sure investigators right now are combing through that uh, through that evidence. That's what I have to hope for, because knowing Broadway at that particular portion of Broadway, it's not conducive to um, businesses having cameras trained on Broadway. It's more residential in many aspects, mm-hmm. and I doubt that they're going to get any type of video from the scene itself, it would have to be further down Broadway, and that's my hope. But I know that Broadway can be very dangerous in that portion of 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 the avenue. And it and to the woman who was talking about how dangerous it was as a pedestrian, absolutely, no doubt about it. And it has nothing to do with crossing the street. It just has to do with just being in the street, be it getting in your car, be it uh, unloading something from your car. And so what happened to Ms. Newman, unfortunately, I would say is not all that unusual as far as the level of danger in that particular area or strip of of the boulevard. So, Blake, I want to thank you for following up on this story, and hopefully you'll be able to give us some good news or some more enlightening news later on as the police continue their investigation. Yeah, thanks, Bo. And I should uh, put this out there. You know, LAPD does have it enacted that anytime there's a hit and run of this nature, a $50,000 reward's offered for information. So hopefully that will also help with the investigation. Blake, thank you for your reporting. Yeah, thank you. This is the John and Ken Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. If you've been listening to me, be it as a fill-in host for the John and Ken Show or Tim Conway Jr. Show or even on my program, The Mo Kelly Show, which is coming to an end very soon, you always know that we make a space and place for all cultures, all cultural celebrations. And I think there is something valuable in learning about something that you don't necessarily celebrate or observe. Uh, last week, we were talking to Eric about Hanukkah and also its significance and, and what it may mean in today's environment, given just the news of the rise in anti-Semitism and the types of conversations which may be happening at his family dinner table and others within just the Jewish community. And Something which is less discussed is Kwanzaa, which begins today. And I always try to remind people Kwanzaa is not a religious holiday. It is not in contradiction or in conflict with Christmas or Hanukkah or anything like that. It has principles um, to prepare for the coming year. And whereas Hanukkah is coming to an end and Christmas obviously is over as of yesterday, Kwanzaa begins today and Tawala, I defer to you because you have more knowledge than I do on this subject. And the principles are Swahili in nature. And if I'm not mistaken, Swahili was your original language. Yes, it was. Born in Guagamoyo, Tanzania. Uh, my mother um, was within and a part of the US organization around the time when uh, Dr. Maulana Karenga founded Kwanzaa in the 1960s. Uh, maybe mid-1960s, he established Kwanzaa and the seven principles of Kwanzaa, the Ngubo Saba. Um, And as you said, it is not necessarily a holiday. Kwanzaa is seven principles of life by which people within the African-American community were to live by. And it's not something that is just held to these seven days is something that should be carried out throughout the year. Uh, Today, the first principle of Kwanzaa is 
Umoja, which is unity. It is to strive and maintain unity in family, community, nation, and race. That is one of the first things that was said to be needed for African-Americans to successfully move forward in America. Because remember, this is at a time when you had the US organization and you had the Black Panthers and you had so many different groups this is, fighting to just be seen. Yeah, this is pre-Civil Rights Act, pre-Voting Rights Act, pre-Fair Housing Act. Yes, yes. It is um, It is something that, you know, as as children, you know, me and my brother, we remember growing up and going to Jackie Robinson Park in Pasadena and taking oh, yeah. part in some of the Kwanzaa celebrations. Um, and, you know, as we got older and moved further away from the the movement, you know, we started embracing Christmas. More Christmas has always been a part of life, you know, but but our our mother wanted us to have Kwanzaa as part of our life as a foundation because it meant something. Back then it was part of a community that I don't think exists anymore where everyone in that community was mama or baba and could discipline you if they saw you acting right. You did not curse outside of your house or or maybe in that small circle of your friends where you may have whispered and, and said things that maybe Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor did said, but you weren't out and about in the streets saying that in public for, you know, other adults to see you. And, and I think that there was, it was such a beautiful time growing up when you had that as something that um, was your way of life. Tomorrow is Kuji Chagulia. Kuji Chagulia, yep. Self-determination to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Uh, Wednesday is Ujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our community together to and to make our brothers and sisters problems our problems and to solve them together. So in other words, we're, we're each other's keeper. Pretty much. Uh, Thursday, Ujama cooperative economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. I always like to dig into this one because you go into many, I'll say ethnic conclaves mm -hmm. and you will see how a, a specific community will make sure that they own the businesses on both sides of the street and they make sure they reinvest those profits within that community. Yes. And historically, African-American communities have not done that, and I think there's much to be gained from that. We have one community, I'd say, left here in the Los Angeles area, and that is the Lamert Park area, which, slowly but surely, is disappearing. It is, it is damn near gone, well, I'd say. That goes back to the whole dis uh, discussion of um, Metro Transit, and on one hand, you can argue that the new metro stop there has been helpful, and you can also argue that it's been hurtful. Yes, because it has led to extreme gentrification and the erosion of a lot of the small businesses there that made up that community and made it what it is. Um, but that would hopefully take us into NIA, uh, which is purpose to make out collective vocation and building and developing our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. And the uh, next day is Kuumba creativity to do always as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. And we close Kwanzaa with Imani. 
and that is faith. To believe with all our hearts in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness of victory of our struggle. And that's Kwanzaa. Not in conflict or, or contradiction with Hanukkah or Christmas. It's not a religious holiday. It's an observance of principles across seven days in preparation for the new year. This is the John and Ken Show. I bet you didn't expect to hear that on the John and Ken Show. Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Do you have any predictions for the coming year? Do you have any predictions for the coming 10 years? How about 20 years? How about almost 30 years from now? Given we were having the, the conversation about automation and how certain jobs were going to go away in just the near term, there's no telling what life may look like in the year 2050. There's no telling where technology may take us. And oftentimes when we try to preview what the future will look like, we can use like the Jetsons, for example, in a funny way. The idea of what the future will look like, we usually overestimate how fast we will get somewhere. We still don't have our flying cars, and I'm mad about that. But we usually think that technology will move faster than it actually does. I don't know if you saw how noted astrophysicist, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was sitting out for a conversation with Piers Morgan. I know why, right? But he did. Sat down with Piers Morgan, and I guess Piers was asking him about his predictions for the year 2050. And before we play the audio, I wonder why. Well, I, I guess I don't wonder why. I know Neil deGrasse Tyson would like to put his name out there so because most of us will be dead and gone by that time, or at least I probably will be. He will as well, as far as making a prediction for the future and whether it's right or wrong, he gets all the credit. And if he's wrong, then no one will even remember. But he made his predictions in terms of science and technology where we might be about 27 years from now. And listen to what he had to say. You made some predictions on American television very recently about what would happen by 2050. Two of them I thought were quite likely. Self-driving Electric vehicles, yep, I think we're going to get that. Pretty well are. Um, a visiting alien to Earth, yep, I think that's highly likely by 2050. But the second one, or the third one on this list, humans will have the ability to regenerate their limbs. That was a real little eye-popper for me. Are we going to really better do that? Okay, well... I want, so I, so let, me, let me put that in context. That appears in the book's chapter called Exploration and Discovery. And I go through 150 years of the exponential growth of discovery and the role that science and technology plays in shaping civilizations. And practically everybody predicting at the beginning of each 30-year period got it wrong. Mm. Yeah, that you can make linear predictions and maybe some of that work, but what typically happens is a discovery comes in from the side, from above, from below. Why you do you think limbs? Why right? limbs? Limbs. Okay, no, I'll tell you why. So again, I'm not, I, I'm not, I, uh, so I gave my predictions so that in 2050, people could laugh at how wrong they were. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's why I gave the predictions. So I said, let me just try it. So why limbs? Because we, you and I are approximately the same age. We learned biology in an era where we said, the tree of life, humans are at the top. And we are the most, the pinnacle of evolution. I remember hearing biologists say that and teachers teach that. Excuse me. It was 
white men were at the top of the evolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> that, depending on which textbook you use. But, and I think to myself, suppose, this is what a cosmic perspective does to you, suppose some other animal made that same chart. Mm. If newts made that chart, they would say, we're at the top because we can regenerate limbs. And they would pity humans on the evolutionary <laughs> scale because we can't. All right. Yeah. Um, nobody's going to say that the newt is on the top of the evolutionary scale. Not even newts. Why? Because they eat, get eaten rather easily. So they're not an apex predator or anything like that. But as far as his larger point, as far as how we may preview the evolution of a sophisticated civilization, I know where he's going with that. I completely disagree with him in the sense of whether aliens will make formal contact with us because I don't believe our government will allow that to naturally happen. It would have to be um, landing on the White House lawn and not being able to keep that information from us. Yeah, but he didn't he didn't specify how. That's true. He just said that they are going to, and I believe that within the next five years, we are going to have concrete evidence for the world to see and not something that the government released because the Pentagon keeps skirting around saying, we're yep. going to release this document and that document and the other. But I believe within the next five years, whichever presence is been visiting and buzzing around and oh, got it's already pilots and all yeah. them freaking out. I just saw some speed by and it defies. Got it. There's going to come a time quickly be that they are going to reveal themselves, whether it be just to say, ha, we're here, whether it be to make their presence known and let the threat be real or just because they're tired of hiding. I don't know. Mm. Um, as far as regenerating limbs, I, I don't know, because honestly, given the stupidity of our civilization, I don't know if we'll live long enough to even forward that type of science. I don't know if we won't kill ourselves between now and then. We don't even value science on any real level anymore as a society. Mm, I don't I don't know. There there are so many technological advances. I am one of them. I'm someone who with my dual transplant, pancreatic transplant is super new by all accounts even within the realm of transplantation because it's an organ that you can't even touch. I'm under the knife for 10 plus hours just for that organ alone. And it's still not something that with the rate of diabetes in this country, you would think that that would be something that would be like, well, we got to do that. It should be right up there with every other transplant, but it's not. Now technology is to the point where they're saying, say when my organ gets to the point where it's no longer able to continue producing, there is new technologies being developed where you can introduce introduce healthy cells into my existing transplanted pancreas. Oh, as to opposed just, to removing the whole organ. Exactly. Isolate cells, stem cell therapy, all those things are coming to a point where you will be able to introduce fresh, healthy cells to the organ to keep it functioning. That's essentially regrowing a limb to an extent. Hmm. I never thought of it that way. So I shouldn't go cut off my arm yet. No, no, don't do it yet. Okay. But just think about the men who are going, never mind. Now, see? Never mind. No, I was, <laughs> see? I, I, my, my, I was thinking when you said cut off the arm, I was thinking, but I just think that there are some guys who may opt 
to grow a new limb in that way just, you know, because the technology. And that's how technology is used in stupid ways. Yeah, and, and uh, sometimes we stumble across yes. technology. The whole idea of Viagra, you know, adjacent to that subject, was a blood pressure medicine discovery. Yes. Uh, just a, a side effect of blood pressure medicine. So we may stumble across it. I don't know if Neil deGrasse Tyson is correct, and I don't think I'll care in 2050, but I'm more concerned with our human condition and interaction, whether we figure out just how to coexist with each other before we, you know, before we introduce ourselves to aliens formally. We got to get, we got to make sure we don't destroy each other and then we can worry about 2050. This is the John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. KFI AM 640. It's the John and Ken Show. Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And I have to remind you, KFI is giving you a chance to win a two-night stay at Southern California's premier oceanfront destination. I'm talking about Terranea Resort. Breathtakingly situated on 102 acres atop the Palos Verdes Peninsula with endless views of the Pacific Ocean. Winners will stay in an ocean view suite, play a round of golf for two at the Lynx, and have dinner at Catalina Kitchen. You can unwind at Terranea's award-winning spa and wellness center, lounge by one of their four ocean view pools, or dine at their eight distinctive on-site restaurants. Go to Terranea.com to learn more. That's T-E-R-R-A-N-E-A.com. Also, you can visit KFI AM640, our Instagram page, and enter there to win a stay at this luxury resort that's right here at home, but it feels like a million miles away. Again, go to Terranea.com to learn more. And if you listen to me with any regularity, I love to talk about technology. I love to talk about the economy and their intersection and how people choose to spend their money. Now, me personally, I can only speak for me. I can't speak for Eric. Can't speak for Twala. Can't speak for Mark Runner. Can't speak for you listening right now. I have never had the desire to own a Mercedes-Benz. Never have. Not once. Never. You're missing out, my friend. It's it's quite the dream. No, I've ridden <laughs> Mercedes. I know what the what the <laughs> you know the whole process is like. I've said that I've never felt the desire to own one, and I know they're not all super expensive. They're varying levels, and they have various accoutrements and packages and you know features on a Mercedes Benz. But for me, it's not representative of who I am. I've had maybe four cars in my life, and three of them have been Hondas, and one was a Nissan. That's just who I am. I like um, economical cars, hmm. smaller cars. Luxury cars have never appealed to me. One, because I want functionality more than anything. Now, my level of comfort is not connected to luxury. When it comes to and I have a commute. I, yeah, I'm my ass is in a car for yeah. a lot of hours uh, a, across a week. So I mean, I'm quite sure it probably would improve the quality of the ride and experience. But for me, that has just never been an allure. And the reason I'm talking about this, Mercedes, they are now offering what is called a top performance subscription. So in addition to buying a car, 
somewhere between ninety and one hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. They're offering a subscription if you want to get everything out of that car which you allegedly purchased. Now, here's how it works: for about twelve hundred dollars per year in perpetuity, I assume if you keep it, you would get about one second improvement in the car's ability to go from zero to 60. Wait, what? Say that again? If you pay $1,200 over the course of a year, you will be able to unlock the full capability and potential of the car. They're tripping. Quote, acceleration increase boosts this performance even further. Electronically increasing the motor's output also increases the torque significantly. Fine-tuning of the electric motors increases the maximum motor output of your Mercedes EQ by 20 to 24%, depending on the original output from factory. The torque is also increased, enabling your vehicle to accelerate noticeably faster and more powerfully. If I'm paying sixty to seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars for a Mercedes, I minimum, be- I minimum, be- I better be able to use every bell and whistle for no additional charge. Now, here's the discussion regarding our economy. Just about everything now has been relegated to a subscription, where yeah. it's not about being able to purchase outright. They want to make sure that they can gravy train you for. Ever. I can't buy my car. I can only get a portion of my car, not lease, not rent, but I can't even get the full capability of the car that I actually own. I might even have the pink slip. They're just one step away from charging us from moving it from park to drive. Well, I'm thinking that's a lawsuit. That just sounds like a class action lawsuit to me. Like you're telling me that you are selling my car at a uh, uh, disadvantaged quality. I'm not getting the best of my car to begin with, and you know this? Or let alone false advertising was saying the car is worth one price, and then you have to pay an additional price to, to get use the, the rest value of the features. Of yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite assuming. sure Mercedes has checked the fine print laws in regard to this. I'm quite sure that there's some loophole where they said somewhere in that agreement that you agree to get 98% of the car, not 100% of the car. I'm just saying, for for if that's moving forward, just new models moving forward, if I have a previous model, I'm still going to sue because that means that you did not let me know this ahead of time. You sold me an inferior product, and you're saying that I have to now pay extra to get the full value of the car that you sold me? Yes, and since the upgrade from the story, since the upgrade is in the software, not the hardware, the cars already have the capabilities Offered by the subscription. That's whack. So this is this is a function of they're just limit they're just like the movie iRobot. They're basically controlling your car from a distance. On a smaller level, but it also makes you wonder how much more is being held back in terms of capability of the car and also what will be charged going forward. Um, I don't know, internet capability or you know, mm. radio capability or whatever, yeah. just any of the, the, the bells and whistles in the car having nothing to do with performance. I remember um, my first car didn't have AC in it because that was a feature that you could actually 
purchase. And when I was 22, I didn't care about AC. I lived in California, but it didn't get that hot. What the point is, I wonder, just like airlines, just like other companies, if they go the route where they charge you for everything in the way that an airline will charge you for a bag, it charges you to choose your seat now on a flight. I wonder how long before Mercedes just charges you for everything inside the car, having nothing to do with performance as well, or there'll be multiple tiers of performance for that car. Hmm. That's what scares. I shouldn't say it doesn't scare me. I just know. I just know not to ever underestimate the power of greed and greed says, if you have the opportunity to charge something, then you go ahead and charge for it because somebody will pay for it. Somebody's paying for this. Well, okay. So for instance, I drive a 2015 Volkswagen Jetta. It does not have power seats to move the, the seats closer. Or further. Do I? I have a little right. lever. I, I got a lever. <laughs> When I was going, when I was buying the car, that was one of my biggest sticking points. I was like, how does a, t- a car that was made in 2015 not have power seats? It's 2015. But like you're saying, that is just another opportunity for Volkswagen to charge a little bit more for the next model up yep. of the Jetta to be like, oh, hey, here's power seats. Add an extra $200 to the MSRP price. Right. And I know all cars have levels. Like with the Honda Civic, you have the, the EX version, you have the LX version, and right. so forth. I, I get all that. And the more luxurious version has more features. But when we're talking about things which are already on the car, which are being held back, that really scares me. Like, for example, my original car was a four-speed Honda. It was Dookie Brown colored, 1976 Brown Honda. What if they get to the point where they say, okay, we'll give you three gears, but you got to pay for the fourth gear. You have to have a subscription for the fourth gear. That's That's basically what what they're saying. That's pretty much what it is because you get an extra uh, bit of torque. That really says where our our economy is going because it's now having to do with Mercedes, but this will probably proliferate down to all models. Yeah, I don't like this. You know what? When we come back, Why don't we get a car expert on the phone so we can talk about this? Hey, Tuala, you know what? You know who just called in? Who? Jay freaking Leno. I think he knows something about cars and knows something about Mercedes. So let's talk to Jay Leno when we come back. This is the John and Ken Show. KFI AM640, Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app now to Mark Runner in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. 
So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.